Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe... The number is 94198377. You've been listening to the same. You could never understand. Feel the fortune flowing. I slammed down on my hip first, followed by my shoulder, followed by my ego. It's not often that I crash like this but often enough that I've recognised a series of reactions that occurs by instinct rather than reason, which explains why we are so ridiculously misprioritised. One, first thought, I'm never riding a bicycle again. Second thought, pop quickly onto my feet, then scan for bystanders to assess embarrassment level. Check bike for damage. Check body for damage. Oh, yes, we are here on a Monday morning in lovely mid-March autumnal morning. Morning in March. You're listening to the Arab Bicycle Radio... The Arab Bug Radio Bike Show here on 3CR. On the tranny in the kitchen, streaming or podcasting. And we've got a big show coming up today, but first of all, many thanks to Democracy Now! and Amy Goodman. You can, uh, can't take your eye off the White House for more than 10 minutes in this current stage, but let's move on to something much more sensible. <laughs> well, not really. Um, we've got a show today. We're going to concentrate today, apart from our news and events and a couple of um, odd moments, we're going to be really trying to get to grips with what's going to happen to the upfield bike path once the uh, rail crossings and change and everything changes and in the studio today with faith good morning faith good morning val and myself john good morning good morning lovely morning too and you would have had a tailwind from up that way this morning uh yeah the wind was uh fairly quiet actually <laughs> but um it's mostly downhill 
and it was a lovely ride coming down the Murray Creek path this morning. There we go. Still plenty of greenery around the young birds. That little quote from the top of the show was from Tom, Tom Babin, who's a writer of a book called The Joy, Pain and Numbness of Winter Cycling. So there should be more of it. Now we're going to open the show, of course, with a little personal note on riding a bicycle. Faith? I uh, had a couple of bike moments to choose from this week. I think um, it's hard rubbish season in Moreland. It opened today, one of the favourite times of year for me. And um, it occurred to me I might be getting a reputation in our street because as we were in the street yesterday, one of our neighbours, an elderly Greek man, approached with two of the crappiest mountain bikes you've ever seen. I think the handlebars were homemade um, and asked me if I'd like them. And while there was a very practical part of me going, no, <laughs> there was a, there was a, <laughs> that other little part, going, oh, maybe I should just grab them and have a look at them later and maybe the frame. And my husband stepped in and said, no, we don't want any more bikes, which came as news to me. <laughs> I was a bit shocked. And I was signing frantically in the background, I'll talk to you later. But the, um, the trucks came really early. Our street's usually not approached two or three days in, but uh, 6.30 this morning, all gone. all gone. No second chances there. You no. either grab it or you leave no. it there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, um, when I ever raise, uh, 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 I'm going to say wayward pedestrians with uh, people when we talk about um, foot traffic or how do you get around Melbourne, and um, a great, we've seen it all over the world actually, this whole idea of people walking along with mobile phones and not knowing where they're going and walking out in the traffic. Just up near West Richmond Station the other day, I mean, I could see it happening from 20 metres away so that nobody was ever going to be in danger, but uh, a young person walking across the road with, I would have thought, a 300-page book open and reading as we walked across the road. It was a trick book with your mobile phone buried in it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, like having the cover of Mad Magazine on the outside to, 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 to shield their physics book. <laughs> John, have you got some little moment to share with us? Yes, my bicycle moment, I think, this week was cycling home from Moreland Council meeting on Wednesday night and uh, through... Faulkner Cemetery, it's actually quite dark, so I had a number of times the rabbits bounding <laughs> straight across the path in front of me. Um, yeah, that was um, quite amusing to, to watch the rabbits bounding away from my light <laughs> as I headed north. Stop. But um, eventually I think Moreland Council will be putting in um, lead lights all the way up that path, so that's quite promising. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, great news. What's going to happen to the rabbits? Uh, they, can, <laughs> they can stand in they, the lights with their eyes wide open. They <laughs> love Faulkner Cemetery. So if you go up there late afternoon, you'll see lots of rabbits, yep. um, even in the daylight. John, do you get a, I mean, I don't want to get off topic. Do you see a little bit of other wildlife in the cemetery? It'd be a bit of a refuge, wouldn't it? I've seen foxes as well. And in the Northern Memorial Park, north of Box Forest Road, there's actually a lot of um, grassland area there, and I've seen a mob of kangaroos in there as well. Okay. Um, they're fairly wary of people approaching them, and you know, if you get within a couple of hundred metres, they'll tend to 
spook them and they'll bound away. Yeah. But, yeah. So a few times I've seen kangaroos in there. And, of course, up in Thomastown, um, next to the Galata Tambor Path, you'll often see uh, kangaroos as well. Yeah, and they can be quite big. I yes. Riding up there... The rabbits in the early morning are teeming, but also one morning that mob came across the bike path and one of the big ones didn't see me coming down around the mm. curve from the Rusty Bridge and nearly took me out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why I'm laughing. Well, was... <laughs> Trying to collision with somebody from the uh, coat of arms of us. Anyway, as Australian would be... <laughs> Um, we digress. Uh, a little bit of news. Um, those of us who heard the uh, competitive cycling tragics might know that uh, the great uh, Milan San Remo race ended, I think, yesterday or last night. Um, and good to see uh, Vincenzo Nimbali back into a strong foot, which mm. is good. Um, the other news from that sport is God, this, uh, there was a saga going on with Sky Cycling that actually we should not talk about until you know what happens, but it's draggy, <laughs> draggy on and on and doesn't look good. doesn't look good for uh, the reputation of professional cycling either, I must say. Well, in the uh, good news department, <laughs> um, regular listeners will know that earlier this year the Indian Pacific wheel race was cancelled for 2018 um, because... Uh, there is still an ongoing um, the Michael's death last year during that first event is still before the ACT coroner's court, and so the organisers were really put in the position where they had no choice but to cancel the event. Um, but it's an event that I think strikes a very strong chord with people, not just the people who uh, had planned to ride in it, but um, those who've been watching, especially considering. Um, what happened to Mike at, towards the end. So 50 of the um, participants have decided to go ahead and ride the course anyway. It's not the official event, but they left uh, Fremantle Saturday morning after a tribute to Mike Hall and are on their way across Australia um, setting out on... An, it's it's one of those things you can you can watch the dots and um, you really start to get into the stories the backstories to each rider and why they're doing it and what they're hoping to get out of it and to watch their adventures on the way. So it's really like fifty little mini adventures setting off and unfurling as they go. Um, the in the lead at the moment are Abdullah and Stefan. At least when I checked this morning. Uh, hitting up a pretty stonking pace. Abdullah was involved in filming the event last year um, and was so inspired he decided to ride it. And there's obviously about 48 other riders all uh, doing their own personal challenge. So if you want to catch up with what's happening with them, you can watch the dots at Indian Pacific Wheel Race 2018.mapprogress.com and we'll put the link up in the podcast. And I think some of the... Some of the riders are riding in relay group relays as there well. There are some yeah. relay teams this year too. Um, and just uh, this is—I didn't mean to say this afterwards—but there's been um, 
a bit of a, a, a survey and a report coming in on bicycle fatalities from about 1998 to 2017, and the main findings are that actually there's probably an average of about 37, 38 cyclists killed in Australia every year. That has not changed since 1998, whereas the other fatalities on the road have gradually gone down, some as much as 10%. Um, uh, the other things that come out of it quite startlingly are that the higher the speed, the more likely the crash to be fatal, with 95.2 of bicycle rider fatalities happening in speed zones of 50 kilometres or more. The other thing that shows up, middle-aged men are more likely to be in the group of these fatalities, and most of the fatalities occur during peak hour and in a winter month. Also on the weekend was um, the Freestyle Cyclists Annual Stop Finding Healthy Transport Ride and these were held in cities around Australia and New Zealand for the first time, all on the same date. Um, I think the Melbourne Ride had about 100 participants and uh, was a lovely day, a lovely ride by all accounts. The Adelaide Ride was also very well attended. The police in Adelaide offered a uh, police escort because, um, as they often do with protests, a friendly escort to ensure that um, the ride went ahead safely. The police in Sydney sent seven patrol cars and officers who spent two hours to prevent the protest ride from going ahead in a park. Good work. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, not much more you can say. I remember years and years ago, when the naked ride was first starting up and uh, I think in Melbourne there was something like 950 people. In Sydney, all the um, Mr Plod pulled everybody o- over and made them put gaffer tape around their bodies. <laughs> <laughs> this is in Sydney, of course. And I, I think the World Naked Bike Ride in Melbourne was on yesterday too. On yesterday yeah. too, yeah. yeah. Always after the Ides of March, of course. The bike they should rides. have joined forces. Hey? Because the World Naked Bike Ride, they do always wear a helmet. They should have joined for- forces exactly. with the uh, Stop Finding uh, Healthy yeah. Transport Ride. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you want to know how, you can activate a small group of people to try and get something built that will fi- help everybody as far as bicycle riding. We're going to be back after this talking to John about how you actually go about doing it. Listen up, free say, oh, clap your hands. If you listen up, free say, oh, clap your hands. If you listen up, free say, oh, yes, I know where you are. If you listen up, free say, oh, clap your hands. If you listen up, free say, oh, clap your hands. If you listen up, free say, oh, clap your hands. We'll check out the happening vibe. We're gonna ring up and subscribe. If you listen up, free say, oh, flap your ears. Who the hell is that? Flap your ears. What are you talking about? I ain't no elephant. Get out of here. This is handmade radio. Flap your ears. Get, out. Get the hell out of here now. Flap your ears. And you're back listening to the Arabug Radio Show on 3CR. As we mentioned earlier, our studio guest this morning is John Englart, and he is here to talk about the extend the Upfield Bike Path campaign that he's uh, set off more recently. Um, maybe, John, tell us, the campaign started about two weeks ago. Maybe if you could fill listeners in on what um, 
got you involved and made you decide someone had to step up and do this? Well, the upfield path uh, runs currently runs from Park Street in Brunswick up to Box Forest Road in Faulkner, following the railway line. Now, the rest of the railway line up to upfield has been designated a strategic cycling corridor. The level crossing removal at Camp Road, um, just north of Faulkner, so just over the other side of a ring road, um, was uh, being done last December. So last year, I was sending off letters to the Ministers for Transport, Ministers for Roads and Road Safety, um, the local MP, Frank Maguire, um, saying that the bike path should be constructed as part of the level crossing removal work. And in fact, if you read the Victorian Bicycle Strategy 2018 to 2028, which is the Transport Department policy document, it says specifically under Section 1.7 that with all major transport projects, including level crossing removals, bicycle infrastructure should be built. So it's it's there in black and white. Yeah. And yet... Um, it wasn't included, um, and in fact, the work for the level crossing removal has made made things worse. They haven't put enough cutting to include a path underneath Camp Road, and in fact, the rail bridge across the M80, which has space for the single track plus room for a second rail line plus space for pedestrian shared use path. What the Level Crossing Removal Authority have done is cemented in cabling work on the space allocated for the pedestrian shared use path, (laughs) right? So they've actually made things worse in terms of building the upfield bike path um, north of the Western Ring Road. So made and from the sounds of it, it would be more expensive and harder now. Yes, much to do. harder. If they had have had the work done when the contractor was building the level crossing removal, it would have been um, a little bit more work, but in the long run, far cheaper to do it then yep. than trying to retrofit at some later stage. But the fact is that if you've ever been up to Campbell Field, mm-hmm. Sydney Road there is six to eight lanes wide, 70 kilometres, high volume of traffic, including a lot of trucks. It's impossible to cycle on that road without risking your life. Well, the only way I've ever gotten up to Campbell Field is by riding on the footpath. Yes, yes, it's, that's the only it, way. There's, there's no other way to get up there. The people that actually live north of the Campbell Field Plaza shopping centre there's no legal way to cycle to that shopping centre other than to use Sydney Road. And, of course, Sydney Road's not safe to do so. No, completely unsafe. Now, in a letter from the um, Roads and uh, Road Safety Minister, Luke Donnellan, they said that um, the bicycle accident statistics don't justify spending money on the path. But that's a ridiculous uh, way to put it because people don't cycle there because it's <laughs> simply too dangerous. <laughs> really, people in those 
people in those suburbs are highly car dependent. They need the cycling infrastructure so they have the option of commuting or even recreational cycling. Yesterday I was up at Camberfield Plaza Shopping Centre handing out to people, mainly young families with young children. I want to see those children to be able to cycle to their local shopping centre. And, you know, so a bike path, the upfield extension is really important infrastructure in that area. Yeah. And so what do you do when you um, see that something that, on the one hand, a document states should have been done, but on the other hand, just obviously hasn't been done? What's What do you do about that? Most of us would sort of roll our eyes and throw up our hands and go, oh, what can you do? Well, in... On February 6th, I actually went up and inspected the rail bridge and the um, level crossing work. The contractors were still there, so I was able to access both the rail bridge and the path up up to Camp Road, the access road up to Camp Road. Um, but, yeah, they're going to lock off that access road so people won't be able to go up then. Um, in future, um, I was really upset that they hadn't done the work, that not only myself, a sustainable Faulkner, but Hume Council had urged the work to be done. So I sat down that afternoon and immediately uh, got on the phone to the Level Crossing Removal Authority, uh, to my local MP, um, to one of the upper house members, Sam Ratnam, uh, for the Greens, advising them that this has occurred and it's made much things much more difficult for building the upfield uh, bike path extension. Um, and after that, I started sitting down and writing a more formal letter and complaint to both the Transport Minister and the Minister for Roads and Road Safety. Um, And that letter was sent on 28th of February. I'm still awaiting a response. I am still waiting a response for my phone call of February 6th from the Level Crossing Removal Authority. They said they would pass it on to the project team. They have not, still not got back to me. Um, And I... I have received a response from my local member, but it has been a most unsatisfactory response. So I decided uh, two weeks ago, I'm not going to get, the path is not going to be built. The politicians and the bureaucrats aren't going to build it unless people start getting angry and doing something. And that's when I set up a Facebook um, group page, the Extend the Upfield Bike Path. And within a week, I had over 90 people subscribe to it. Uh, In the last week, I've had motions from both Hume Council and Moreland Council who've advocated that the state government should build the Upfield bike path up to Upfield Station. Um, So the campaign's up and running. Um, I've been a little bit slow. I've uh, just uh, produced a leaflet um, last week and I've been out at a few events over this weekend handing out the leaflet to people in the community in Brunswick, uh, Coburg, up at Campbellfield. Yeah. Yeah. It seems seems a little bit 
crazy, doesn't it? You write a section into an act to cover these things and then just deliberately ignore it. Yeah, there's actually um, sections in the Transport Integration Act of 2010, several parts of that, which says that Vic Roads should provide um, integration, integrate different transport options. Yeah. And they clearly haven't done so at Sydney Road, Campbellfield. Yeah. And the alternative is to construct the upfield bike path. That would provide a meaningful alternative to cyclists. Yeah. The, um, John, those, the numbers on that bike path, whether you're going the town or halfway, must have increased enormously in the last 10 years. I think they have, especially in the south part of the bike path. So uh, in Brunswick and Coburg, you know, the numbers using the bike path are skyrocketing. I think you'll find that even in the northern part, there's more people using the bike path up to Box Forest Road, but there's not a lot of people yet. Um, And one of the problems is that it does stop at Box Forest Road. Um, and one of the issues for Hume Council is there's no good arterial cycling link no. down from Hume into Moreland. Yeah. So that's what the upfield bike path would provide. Yeah. And it's you notice over the last Melbourne and over the last I'm going to say 18 years or so, not only do more people commute, but the commutes are getting longer. Yes. People now realise that I can commute from some places that have got a good, safe cycling path, an extra 8, 10 kilometres doesn't make all that much difference. No. I actually uh, met one of the people that works in the design teams up in Ford at Broadmeadows, and he lives in Coburg. So he was really interested in having the path extended because that would mean he could cycle up from Coburg up to Upfield and the Ford yeah. plant's just around the corner from Mutfield Station. Uh, so, you know, it would actually provide two-way movement for some people. Uh, do you have to embarrass people that get this done? No, that doesn't work, does it? Um, I, I think I'm going to be standing outside Frank Maguire's office at some time in the future, and I think I'm going to be paying a visit to Luke Donnellan, the uh, Roads and Road Safety Minister, at some stage no. as well, hopefully with a few other people. Um, I'm actually in the um, initial stages of organising a commemorative T-shirt for this campaign, including a stylized map of the upfield path on the back. Yep. Um, and posters uh, for the campaign, which I'll be putting up as well. No. So, yeah, the campaign's still very young. Um, it's got a lot of energy, um, but um, I'm hopeful that we'll be able to get um, the state government to build this. They just recently, I think, announced $177 million to upgrade the Monash Freeway. Yep. They could spend one point five million and build the upfield uh, bike path up to upfield. So yeah. it's one point five million is really chicken feed when yeah. they're spending nearly two hundred million upgrading an extra lane Lightwood, on the Monash the freeway. freeway. And we've got bike paths on the ring roads and the freeways that come into town because of this section. And when you build those major freeways, mm. there's got to be a bike path alongside them. And yeah. all those connections are there. 
waiting for it, like the the Ring Road bike path and the upfield and then down through yep. Coburg. And there's, you know, lots of connections that could make that one corridor really effective. Yes. And there's one small section in Moreland from Box Forest Road to the Western Ring Road yep. path um, that we're waiting for Vic Roads to fund. Moreland's ready to go with it. Yep. It just requires Vic Roads to fund that small section. So, you know, they really need to get out and start providing facilities for cyclists to fill in these gaps in the principal bike bicycle network. Work, yeah. So, and from what you said, it sounds like you've had a, the response from the community and the local councils is that they really want this to happen. Yes. If any listeners um, want to find out more about the campaign or get in touch, they can. you have a website where they can find details? Yes, we've got the upfieldbikepath.wordpress.com or look us up on Facebook, Extend Upfield Bike Path. Uh, we're a group on Facebook. And, yeah, we're happy to have other people get involved in our campaign. Awesome. Awesome. More it's what bike we need. Path. Yep. And it's, you know, it really is one of those things I think often people are, can be taken by surprise by how many people would want something or, you know, it's very easy for sitting in your office to think, oh, yeah, it's not a big priority. But, you know, if enough people tell them it is. Yep. Well, I, I was at Camberfield Plaza talking to, you know, local people there and, you know, they weren't even aware that there was a possibility of a bike path. Oh. You know, it's a re- it's quite a poor community up there. They really need this cycling infrastructure. It's a great um, part of the transport picture, especially when um, you know Mikey fares and that aren't for families aren't cheap. So um, being able to add in bike transport as a, an option can mm-hmm. make a real difference. Required by law. Yes. 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 <laughs> that, that that's the shameful part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's all we have time for today. Thank you very much to John for coming into the studio. Thank you. Uh, 3CR relies on the support of its listeners to stay on the air. If you'd like to donate or subscribe to the station, you can do so at 3cr.org.au or by calling 94198377. Coming up next is... You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.